You're listening to This Foul Earth. I've been an electrician about 16 years now. It's funny how time passes by, isn't it? I, I didn't get into this expecting to build a life doing it. I just sort of found a place, you know? A mate of mine was doing the wiring on a bunch of new builds and his apprentice had took off in the night. He said, can you come up and help us? And I, I just stayed at it, you know? Like, I went on to do the... There's a certification you can do for it. And then, you know, the years just... It goes so fast, like, it's unreal. Like, all sorts of stories, I can tell you. Uh, there was uh, there was somebody who complained and said his electricity was coming out of the wires too slowly. I said, how do you mean? He said, there must be a kink in the wire or something because my telly's playing at half speed. It turns out his electrics was fine. It was just a very slow film. I think it was uh, European or something. I got called in on short notice to wire up the stage lights on Cats. You know the play? There's a, there's a bit at the end where they float off in a big balloon and they were doing it at Rill Pavilion and one of the wires on the balloon was a connected live wire. So the boy playing Mr. Mistopheles got 50,000 volts from the lighting rig. They brought in cowboys, clearly, and I, I saw that lad the day after, once A&E let him go. He was melted into the suit. So he saved a lot of time in hair and makeup, but when the play was over, he did have to have skin grafts and counselling. So I've, you know, I've seen it all, done it all. I have, but the one I'll always remember, it was a shipping container on a hill just south of Pristatin, right? They called me in a big panic that morning and said they needed a socket installed that day because they had some equipment coming in. I said, what's the postcode, right? And they said, oh, no, it's nothing like that. Come to this GPS point and we'll come and get you. I thought that's a bit odd, but they were desperate and they wired me 500 quid as a deposit to get me out there. They said they only wanted a socket put in and that was it. And 500 quid's well over the odds for a socket, so, you know, all fine as far as I'm concerned. Well, I drive up to where they're saying, I look at the sat-nav and it's cut out black screen is instead of directions the voice on the sat nav just sounded like it was breathing really heavily so I think that's funny and then out of nowhere this bloke in a black suit black tie all the garb he knocks on the window and he says get what you need and follow me leave the van I said I can't leave you it's a country lane right he says don't worry about that just come with me so I thought well if I get the van towed you're the one who's going to be driving me down the bowls club at two o'clock to test their generator so on your heads be it so I grab the bag a few little odds and ends and I follow him up this long field steep bloody hell it was like, you remember the old Batmans when they'd be walking up the wall with a rope and they'd film it on the floor, I think, and they'd turn it. It was like that. I was so puffed out when I got to the top. So there's this shipping container in the middle of this field, right? But something, something seemed off about it even then. You know, it was buried into the hillside a bit. So only one end of it was exposed. But, you know, it's not for me to tell people how to live, is it? So I get in there, and honestly, right, you could have knocked me down with a feather. Inside the container, it was like an office. Full strip lighting, desks, people working, all in the same black suits. Like the bloody, um, what do you call it? It's like the TARDIS, right? My first thought, when I got the call, was it was probably going to be a weed farm. You know, if I'm telling the truth, I've done a few of them, right? Oh yeah, you need a lot of power to the loft, do you? I know what they're up to, right? But they pay on time and they're no trouble, so the less I know, the better, you know? But this looked like something else entirely. I said, bloody hell, what kind of an office is this? Right? And then again, out of nowhere, this bloke with all the military gear on, he appears from nowhere and he's in my face giving it all that, saying, never you mind what's going on here, you hear me civilian and all this. He's spitting in my face while he's talking. I said, oh no. I said, we're all friends here, right? Let's keep it that way. I'm not saying I'm hard, but everyone's got a chin, haven't they? Right? I knocked out a ventriloquist dummy once, but that's another story. This bloke in the suit I was with, he said, this is a classified site, so we need you to sign all this paperwork, right? I said, this is on the clock, mind. He said, oh no, that's fine. Well, I'm reading it, 
and it looked really serious right there was a logo on it for a government agency i'd never heard of i said what agency is that he said never mind that and he ripped it off and he ate it right i didn't read it all because you don't do you but i said to him why do you use me for this job if it's so shush like you know and he said well we had our own engineer on site who did this sort of thing but he's off uh, he's off on the sick and the way he said that i don't know i just thought wasn't convincing do you know what i mean but I thought it's good money, it's easy work, just keep your mouth shut and get on with it, right? You never get anywhere in life by asking questions. So it starts working, I find the fuse box, I'm putting this plug in, it's all going gravy, right? One of the girls on the front desk show me pictures of her kids and I show her mine. Oh, I've got, got one of mine there, actually. Look at that. She is. Six now. You got kids? Well, if you ever do, cherish them. Time goes quick. Well, anyway, I'm down there, right? I've got my knee pad on, I'm putting the socket in, right? And all of a sudden, I feel my guts bubbling up, don't I? Uh, I've been down the old pool the night before, little Indian place, gorgeous it is, right? And my brother-in-law ordered a file, you ever had one of them? Well, I ate my brother-in-law, so I ordered one as well, right? So I just show him that I was just as much of a man as him, right? And he said to me that morning, he had to call in sick to work, he was lying completely nude in the bath, face down with the shower on for hours. He'd unscrewed the plug and he was just letting the chips fall where they may. He said it was like acid, and I'm not, not trying to be out of order here, right? And I thought, well, that serves you right, you boasting old bastard. But then it's me, done it, right? I can hold my curries, but I thought, here we go. So I said to the bloke, here, where's your gents, right? And he won't say. I said, listen, yeah, I said, I reckon you've got about 10 seconds or you're going to need a carpet fitter as well. So what's it going to be? And he's dead reluctant, but he gives me his key card and he says, right, go into the shipping container through that door at the other end. And it's first left, second right, second right. Got it? And I was just going, yeah, 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 yeah. I take his card and I run off, right? Well, lucky escape there. I was probably in there about 20 minutes, wasn't easy, but I got through it, right? And I come out and, well, I've been faffing on my phone a bit as well and I'd forgotten the way back. And that can happen when you're working on a big site, and this place was massive, right? They must have dug for miles into this hillside because the corridors seem to go on forever, right? So I try and retrace my steps and I see this one door marked classified level four clearance, right? I thought, was that it? He'd said something about clearance and the doors all looked alike, you know? So I swipe the card and the door opens, right? The room was black, black walls, black floor, and this big bright red light, right? So that wasn't it. I thought, when am I gonna be back here, you know? So what do you do? You go in, don't you? You have a little look. Maybe not the done thing, but I thought, what's the arm like? So I go in there and there's this sphere floating in the middle of the room, right? Just like a metal ball, like a sphere, right? And it seemed to have this like faint whistling sound coming off it and it was just bobbing there in space it was the weirdest thing right and that's when i realized what they were doing they were designing magic tricks right that's why it's also hush hush right i always wondered how they did stuff like that i suppose if you're working on stage magic for the big names now right you want to do it out of the way like when david copperfield made that big woman disappear how impressive would that have been really if his next door neighbor had seen him practicing it in the garden do you know what i mean I was relieved, because I honestly, at that point, I had thought something sinister was going on there, you know? So I was looking around for a hoop to pass over it, you know, they, they do that at magic shows, so I thought they must have one. And I go into this cupboard, or what I thought was a cupboard, and well, got a shock, didn't I? There was no hoops, no mop, no boiler, standard cupboard fare, none of that. It was just a big glass tank, right? And inside, there were three blokes, right, with like this slimy green cable connecting them by the ears. They were stood in a row, shoulder to shoulder, with their eyes closed, and this green slime joining them up. It almost looked like little mushrooms were growing on them, like, like that big, right? And it looked like they'd been there a while, they were all dry, and they looked like they'd stink. So I'm trying to figure out what the trick is, right? And then I hear the door go behind me, and it's the bloke who gave me his ID card, and he's it in the roof. He's up the wall and across the ceiling, and he says, you can't be in here. He says, it's top secret clearance only in here. And I said, what's the trick to this then? 
and he goes, you what? I said, well, how do you do that floating ball trick? And he said, you'll bleep this out, won't you? Because I don't know if my kids will listen to this. He said, it's not a fucking trick. You're in way over your head, son, right? He says, well, we're gonna have to kill you now, so you might as well know. He said, we suspect this orb, right, is from another world, right? Came from up there. And these three in the tank, they found it. So we're trying to figure out why the sphere does that to people, you know, like, do they share a brain? That sort of thing, we just don't know. We said, we've done tests on them and everything, but we can't get to the bottom of it. I said, that'd be a good magic show, mind. I said, you thought about touring all this? You know, because people are pay to see it. And he pulls out this gun, right? And he says, do you have any preference for where this goes? I said, well, I'm easy, me. But I thought, this has gotten a bit heavy, isn't it? You know, so I says, what else have you got in here? If you're killing me anyway, like, he goes, well, he said, we got all sorts. He said, what sort of thing are you interested in? And I'm having a thing, right? Because he put me on the spot. And just then, the orb starts making this noise, right? It was like a little, like that sort of thing, right? And this fella turns to look at it, and, well, like I said, everyone's got a chin, haven't they? I got him square on the jaw, like that, right? And that was that. Good night, Vienna. I'm gutted I didn't get to question him more, but you take your openings, don't you? You know, I was actually quite a tidy boxer when I was younger. My old man worked on the holiday camps as a compere, and if you're in entertainment around here, you've got to be able to handle yourself. Like, my old fellow had to punch his way out of the Savoy one night, because the punter's got it in their heads, so the bingo was fixed, right? And he taught me how to, you know, how to do unto others before they do unto you and all that. Like I said, I sparked out a ventriloquist stomach once. I know I know it's not real. I know there's a bloke telling him what to say, but I just got like a snidey vibe off it, you know? And I've been on the snake bites, and those things make me evil, right? And this dummy points to me. He says, good to see Cadval in the audience tonight. And I was dead touchy about my bald spot at the time. So I goes up there, and I guess the dummy square on the chin like that. The ventriloquist said it was six months before that dummy opened its eyes again. I don't fight anymore. I grew out of all that. But I think this situation now, this warranted it, you know? I took a picture of the blokes in the glass. I thought, that's an insurance policy, do you know what I mean, in case anything goes wrong. And I said, cheers to the sphere on my way out the door, in case it actually had done me a favour, do you know? Because you never know, do you? Right? I told the girl on the front desk, I was just going to go back to my van, I'll be back in a minute, right? And I ran out of there so fast, I skidded most of the way down the hill on my ass, right? I was skidding for dear life, I got to my van and I peeled out of there, right? I don't feel good that I didn't finish the plug, but on balance, I thought, whatever they wanted to plug in there, just get an extender. You know, well, that's the government for you, isn't it? You know, it's not their money, so they don't give a toss. I sent my mate Tom the photo and I said, What do you make of this fight? And he, he works for the newspaper and he said, I heard about this. He said, A bunch of funny shit happening in the woods around Prestine. He said, I'll text you about it tomorrow. Well, he texts me tomorrow. He says, Can you send me that picture again? It's corrupted. Right? And I look at my photos and sure enough, it's all distorted like and he said have you still got the key card i thought aye i do he said give it you i'll wander up there tonight pretend i'm drunk or something i said don't now but he said no it's all right he said i do this all the time and i was on tenterhooks waiting to get back from him and he eventually did get back to me he said there's nothing up there he said the shipping container's burnt out and there's nothing inside the only thing he found was what looked like a burnt fish i said it's probably an alien but if you're making claims like that you need something better than a fish don't you so we just left it we both had a lot on as it was I mean, if I'm being brutally honest, they should have killed me. One of them called me up a few months later, in fact, and he told me as much. I said, well, you live and learn, don't you? And he said, aye, that you do. He didn't sound annoyed, you know, time heals all wounds, don't it? He said, we know you haven't got your photo no more, just don't go telling anyone about any of this now. I said, I try not to, and I think he wanted firmer reassurance than that, but he wasn't getting it from me. I'm a very gregarious person, you see. What can I say? 
I didn't hear much from him after that. I'd get the odd threatening letter. You know, sometimes it was just a photo of me taken with a long lens and the note would be like, you know, not a word or something. And I renewed my driver's license not long ago. And when it came back, my photo was just a picture of a skull with what looked like mould on it. I thought, bloody hell, that's middle age for you. <laughs> I'm only joking, I think it was them. A few of my mates said to me after that, because I told virtually everybody, most didn't believe me, but a few of them did. They said to me, how can you just move on from that? Like, how does that not drive you mad? They said, I'd be looking into it every hour I got. And that's the difference between electricians and other people, in my view. You see so much funny stuff in this game. If I went investigating every weird thing I'd ever seen, I'd never get anything done. Leave that to the boffins, I say. I've got enough going on as it is, you know?